Amen. So I'm talking about pressing on till you break through. Pressing on till you break through. Part two. Last three weeks, I told you that before you can break through, you need a certain faith called the persistent faith. That is what can make you break through. And today I'm bringing you the part two of that sermon. It is important for us to know that there is no promise of God that will come to us on a silver platter. There is no promise of God that will come to us on a silver platter. As a matter of fact, anytime you are given a promise, an assurance from God's word by prophecy, by dreams, by vision, it then comes with a responsibility placed on you to work at it. If you don't, the promise, the dream will become a mirage. It will be far away. And as you keep getting closer, it also keeps going away from you. That's what we call a mirage. So, the promises of God, they are yea and amen, yet they don't come cheap. They don't come cheap at all. They don't come easy. God says you will marry. God says you will give you money to open a business. God says he will bless you. You will travel. When he says that, it doesn't mean the following day. There are some miracles that come like that. Some of the promises, some of the things, they come like that instantly. But majority of them, God is using them to, as it were, bring you more closer to himself. The reason is that a people without a vision, they will always cast restraint. If we ask you, your journey in the Lord Jesus Christ, where it is taking you to, and you don't know that it will take you to heaven, but you have just joined because other people are also joining, okay, then I'm afraid. But you see, God does it that way so that you know there is something that is put ahead of you so that you can work towards that. He did say to Abraham when he called him and said, I am going to bless you. He said, come out from your kindred, come out from your family, come out from your home, and I'm going to make you a father of many nations. So God gives us his promise so that we can keep with him, and as we keep in him, we learn of him until we get to the end of the dream. So no promise of God comes on a silver platter. No promise of God comes on the silver platter. We can look at Matthew 11. There's a very popular scripture there. Matthew 11, 11 and 12. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Twelve. 
And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. From the days of John the Baptist, when John the Baptist came to announce that the kingdom of God is now here with us, Bible says this kingdom of God has suffered violence. People have attacked the kingdom of God. That was why Jesus, they had to take him to Egypt. They had to take Jesus to Egypt so that he would not be killed. You remember the famous story about the census in those days. So the kingdom has suffered violence. And because of this, no promise of God comes to us on the silver platter. Especially when the things of heaven are so precious. The Bible says God will not cast his spells onto swines. So thank God that he's giving you a dream. Thank God that he has promised you. And I've come to tell you that it will not come on a silver platter. There has to be some warfare. There has to be some struggle before you can see the reality of what God has said. It has to take some commitment and devotion unto God who has spoken. There has to be a fellowship, a relationship with Him. For him to be able to accomplish. And so he tells you the promise. And then you draw closer to him. And he takes you through. Until it becomes a reality. The other thing is that. We are playing this game in the camp of the enemy. We are in the enemy's territory. But God is so wonderful. He says. Anyone born of God overcomes the world. Why that? God recognizes that there is an enemy here on this earth. We are born, we receive our born again entity, and we are not transported straight to heaven. We still have to live in this perverse and crooked world. So we are already in the camp or the territory of the enemy. But thank God that anyone born of God overcomes the world. 1 John 5, 4. And the enemy appears, if it is so, he appears to know the rules of engagement more than we do. He appears to know the rules of engagement more than we do. And that is why we are also admonished to learn of the word of God, to study, to show ourselves approved. A white man who does not need to be ashamed of his calling, of his work, of his ministry, is because the enemy appears to know the rules of the engagement more than we do. And so for us also to be able to do combat, you must learn the word of God. 
You must study the word of God so that in times of temptation, you can also quote back to him and tell him, it is written. It is written. We also have to learn the word of God because this word of God can direct our path. David said, don't withhold your word from me so that out of them I will know where to put my feet on this earth. David said, don't withhold your word from me because your word can direct my path. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my path. So don't take it away. It will illuminate my path as I move on this earth. And again he says, your word have written in my heart that I will not sin against you. Hallelujah. Brethren, it's important for us to take these things seriously and use the word of God as our map, as our guide on this earth. This will enable us to discover the mind of God and be able to accomplish the things that he has spoken unto us. So I'm telling you this morning that the kingdom of God suffers violence. And only the violent, only the assault, sorry, only the violent can take it by assault or by force. If you are not violent, you cannot, it won't come to you. Because then you cannot do a warfare. You can't do a warfare in order to claim what belongs to you. As soon as the Lord has spoken about a promise to you, that is your heritage. And you must do warfare to bring it to pass. You can do warfare to bring it to pass. Remember, only the violent takes it by assault. Only the violent takes the promise by force. Only the violent, only the violent. If you are not violent, I'm afraid. You cannot, you sit down and sink in digits that the promise is going to come, but it will never come. It will be a mirage. Only the violent. Remember, why the violent? Remember, the violent must be persistent in character. Anybody who is violent has a certain level of persistent spirit running through him. And so the violent, you must be persistent. You must be persistent. You must insist because what God said is yours. And therefore, you will not allow it to go to the enemy's camp. The violent must also endure, must have an endurance character. You must have an endurance character. There are many of us we cannot endure at all. We cannot stand pressure. When there is pressure, even though the Lord spoke to us, and we took the step, we have made the investment. As soon as there is a barrier, as soon as there is something, that rears its head, and then we want to back up. We change our testimony. 
we change our language. The violent who takes it by force must have an enduring character. Remember, I've told you, since the day of John the Baptist, everything about God's kingdom suffers violence. And only the violent shall take it by force. So the violent must be persistent in his character. The violent must have an enduring character. Hallelujah. The violent must have stamina. In other words, if you want to have endurance, it means you have stamina. People who can endure in the race, they do the 100 meters, sorry, sorry, the 5,000 meters race. They can go 24 rounds, 12 rounds. They need stamina. They need endurance. You must also need stamina. You must need endurance. Because the promise is going to come in the next 10 years. Are you able to find the stamina to stay the next 10 years? Many times when God's promise comes to us, we think that by sleeping overnight we will get it. Sometimes it is 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. You remember Abraham. When he received the promise, he was 75 years. And he gave us 100 years. It's always been so. And that is why you need an enduring character. And if you are ever going to endure, then you must have stamina. So the violent must have stamina. Somebody says stamina in your homes. Hallelujah. The violent must also be focused. The violence must be focused. If you don't become focused, you can shift. You can decide to quit. You can decide that, oh, I will no longer look that direction again. That is not what God is speaking. God has changed his mind. But you and I will sing in the praise and worship that is a God who is forever the same. He changes not. God has not changed. If God spoke to you about the promise, then remain focused. Keep your eye on the dream. Keep your heart on the promise. Don't take your eye off. Remain focused and work at it. The violence is always focused. The violent is always what? Focused. Hallelujah. Amen. The next thing I want to tell you is that the violent does not easily retreat or surrender. Hallelujah. Amen. To become that violent, then you should not retreat. You should not quit it and say the thing you have done is uh, it doesn't work. Hallelujah. Amen. One of the mistakes we do is that it is God who gives us the grace to come into the fulfillment. It is most of the time not by our own selves. So let's understand this. That in order 
to come into what God has said, you will need to have a non-surrender spirit. That this thing, I will not quit it. I will not be afraid. Nothing will intimidate me for me to run away from it. You remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were brought before the king, the king said, Look, we are heating up the oven, the burning furnace, four times. The usual thing we have been doing. And they thought they could use that to threaten them. It didn't work. They said, Oh king, you live forever. This one, we are not ready to surrender. They didn't have that spirit. That spirit was not working with them. They said, even if our God is unable to save us, we will still not bow before your God. Hallelujah. So, the violence must be somebody who will not retreat and run away. The violence must stay focused. The violence must have stamina. The violence must have an enduring character. And the violence must persist. Hallelujah. If you can do this, I tell you, the promises of God will be fulfilled unto you. They will come to pass in your day and your time. When you read Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. Let me just read the scriptures and then we'll close. Hebrews 10, 35 to 30. Just give me, actually, I, I gave you up to 39, but let me take just the two. Yes. Cut not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. But after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Hallelujah. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will no longer tarry. Let's see the 38, 39, since you are giving up to 37. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall not have pleasure in him. But we are not. Say we are not. We are not. I, am not. I am not. Of them who draw back unto baby. But of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. The violent will not surrender. The violent you keep pushing. You keep pressing on. You keep pressing on. You keep pressing on. Because he has a persistent character. He has an enduring character. He has stamina. Or what you call tenacity. He is so focused. And he's never ever willing to retreat. So the violence. When you have gone through this, certainly you will take it by assault. You will take the promise. You will take the kingdom. 
by assault. Hallelujah. And let's look at Hebrews 12. We are in the Hebrews today, 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which that is so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Verse 2. My emphasis is on the verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. That's where I'm taking the focus from. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. What was the joy? The joy of resurrection. The joy of resurrecting and going back to take his glory. Hallelujah. He had a glory with God. He was not a mean man. He was not an ordinary man. But for you and I, our sakes, he came and took the form of a man. And he died on the cross. He did this. Philippians says that because of that, he has been given a name that is above everything. Because of this one thing Jesus did. He has a name above every name. Said so that when you mention this name, then every name has bow. So let's learn from his example. This is what Hebrews 12 2 is telling us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. You have a certain joy set before you. That is the promise you receive from God. Apart from that promise, that you are looking for it coming to pass in this earth. You also have a certain joy set before you, and that is your entering into heaven. That is the joy. So, because of this joy set before you, that if you should die today, you are going to come in heaven. You must endure the cross. You must endure suffering. You must endure hardship. You must endure shame. Hallelujah. Amen. The kingdom of God suffers violence. And only the violent can take it by force. Brethren, there is no promise of God that comes to us on a silver planter. As I said, we will need to press on, press on, press on. I like this one thing about Abraham. When he was aging, he did not consider his body was going weak. What he rather did was to consider who has given him the promise. And that is what you and I must do. That is why Hebrews is telling us, focus on Jesus. He who has given you the promise. He who will do. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Thessalonians 5.24 that faithful is he who has called you and he also will do it. Faithful is the Lord who has called you and I. Faithful is the Lord 
who has promised us. And if the Lord has promised us, He same God will do it for us. Hallelujah. Don't waver in your faith. Be persistent. It's only when you are persistent that your faith increases and grows so that you can take that which belongs to you. I want to encourage you and I want to trust that yes, we are COVID around. Yes, businesses are not getting on well. Work is not any better. But we can still trust that because our God is faithful, whatever He has promised us, He will bring it to pass. But He will need your persistent faith so that that promise will come to pass. Don't give away the promise God gave you because you are in COVID. And you cannot find your way out of what is happening in the market as a trader. Don't, don't quit your dream. Whatever dream you had, make sure you, are still, you still remain focused on it. And I tell you, God will bring it to pass. God doesn't change because there is COVID. God will not change. It will not make him change his promise he has given to you and I. You will still remain faithful. The Lord bless you as you hear these words and as you trust in him that he will bring it to pass. Keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing on. And you will break through. Amen and amen. Amen. Yeah.